Hi everybody, my name is Nicholas and welcome to the Everything Design Show. Um, today I have um, Tiffany with us. Hi. And <laughs> hi, hi Tiffany. And Tiffany is actually the uh, regional associate at Ogilvy Consulting. Um, she's currently based in Hong Kong and she has been working in the areas of business design, human-centric innovation, and she has a bachelor's. Um, in physical and biological anthropology. So, hi Tiffany, thanks for coming uh, on with us today. Thanks uh, for having me. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> thanks for thanks for thanks for coming. I really, um, you know, uh, I actually met uh, Tiffany a few few months back, and we connected through through LinkedIn. Um, and you know, I've been sort of we've just been talking about you know anthropology and how it's being applied um, outside of a very traditional roles of um, academic anthropology um, and you know um, you know knowing that she is someone who's in the industry um, working as um, you know in the advertising field and you know really using her anthropological skills and you know uh, ethnographic methods to um, you know things to create campaigns you know uh, design apps I think that's um, something that's uh, very very interesting to to to, to hear and, and think about so uh, Tiffany why don't you just uh, maybe you can briefly tell us a little bit on um, what is it that that you're doing now at, at, at Ogilvy yeah sure definitely um just to give everyone a little bit of background by myself, yes, I did study um, biological anthropology in Durham in the UK. Before that, I did a bit of, I finished off my secondary education in Australia. Um, when I was studying biological anthropology, I was actually quite interested in applying it to areas beyond academia. So after I finished it, I did a master's in um, marketing and business at Warwick University. And I was fortunate to be able to get a job afterwards at Ogilvy, which I've been with Ogilvy for nearly four years now. I started originally off in the um, Thai market where I was writing um, campaigns for various FMCG and, uh, well, mainly FMCG, a lot of different FMCG brands uh, targeting Thai consumers. And uh, eventually I had the opportunity to move to join the consulting department, um, which I'm in right now. Within the consulting department, we're focusing on a lot of different areas beyond just uh, marketing and advertising communications. We're looking at things into business design for um, different brands, um, human-centric uh, innovation for like um, platform, new platforms and also apps. Uh, we also look into things like data analytics. For my um, background, because I've always been quite, I guess, human first, especially due to um, my background in anthropology, I've been looking mainly into like the innovation space. Um, so right now I'm working on a project that um, involves designing a new business for a new type of, um, for a new, um, I would say it's for a new community um, and it uh, will be launching sometime later this year. I've been able to bring in my skills from anthropology, mainly helping in the um, user research, trying to understand the different behaviors of the um, target customer, looking into what are their key needs and pains and trying to kind of really dig out the um, key insights that can help inform our strategy mm. for how we launch and also um, the um, the key points to guide our overall platform and community design. I've also used that um, similar kind of method in approaching uh, how I used to write um, campaigns in, back in Thailand. So it's roughly what I'm doing. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So um, I would assume that you know you've because you you're you're in Hong Kong, um, you've worked in <laughs> Thailand, um, you know, and you have you've had education. Um, in the UK as well as uh, some in Australia. Yeah. Um, I mean, you speak, I would mention you, you speak multiple languages as well. Um, yeah. and not just, I mean, um, most, maybe, maybe, maybe most Asians would be bilingual, but you'll be trilingual <laughs> because, you know, um, of your, 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 your different backgrounds. But I guess I wanted to take it a, a little bit, uh, a step, sort of step back, you know. Mm -hmm. um, why did you, what made you pick uh, a, a degree in anthropology? You talk about, you know, being interested in humans. Um, was it at that point in time when you started to be interested in humans? Or, you know, was it, um, you know, in your work now as, as you graduated? But was this a, a journey that, 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 that started way before, you know, um, as you were starting your, deciding which degree to take? Yeah, definitely. Um, when I was 
um, in secondary school, I've, I'd always been interested in kind of like biology and psychology. Originally, I was thinking of pursuing a degree in one of those areas. And um, when I went over to the UK to kind of explore um, different universities, I was fortunate enough to be able to come across um, some students that had actually been studying anthropology. And what I really liked about anthropology was kind of the holistic way of approaching um, different mm -hmm. aspects of humanity. Um, and it takes it from the biological sense and social sense and also cultural. Mm -hmm. I think that kind of was like the perfect blend in the things that I'd been interested in, like biology and psychology. Um, I also um, had a feeling that there were ways to apply it. Um, even though when I was quite young as a student, I, I felt like there were ways to apply it, um, anthropology, like the methods and et cetera, to areas beyond academia. So um, I think um, that's sort of how I kind of really leapfrogged into looking to anthropology. Um, I think definitely when I was studying anthropology, uh, it was interesting, of course, but uh, at the same time, it's also it was also a challenge because having to think in a very holistic and um, I guess non-biased way, because um, a lot of things that we think are natural are actually influenced by our culture and the environment that we grew up in. We're, we're so immune to that that we don't even realize that we are um, being kind of molded by the environment around us. Um, it was a challenge to kind of overcome that and to really think quite. Um, purely as how like a lot of um, famous anthropologists like how Malinowski and Goetz had always been thinking of like trying to think in the um, the perspective of who it is that you're observing. Mm. So um, it's been interesting and also a challenge and definitely applicable to a lot of different things that I'm looking at nowadays. Yeah, um, and then speaking of of your 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 degree, um, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, biology, you know, looking at biology and physical anthropology. Um, did you feel that you know because you were in in in, in the UK uh, and um, I would imagine that the way that they taught anthropology was quite tr very traditional academic anthropology. Mm -hmm. um, did you feel that you know being um, uh, an international student or you know being Asian and having a, a, a I guess. Uh, a wide uh, wide range of experiences from different cultures. Did that make your experience, um, uh, you know, studying anthropology in that particular context, um, different from the other students, or or was it was it? Um, did you feel that there was, a, sort of an added, um, I guess, skill set or or value in that sense, or, or did, was it different in, in in any particular way? Um, I think for me, um, definitely a lot of the different theories and um, uh, pieces of literature that we looked at um, when studying anthropology in the UK, I felt it, I managed to find a lot of real life examples that I had personally experienced across different cultures to apply it to. So I think um, that kind of like the application of anthropology to day to day context is something that for me, I felt was maybe possibly a bit easier because I had been um, been, I had been fortunate to have studied and lived in a lot of different places and, try, and uh, managed to interact with a lot of different types of people, understood different types of cultures. So that would be the main difference for me. Mm. Uh, I'm, I think, um, like you said, yes, a lot of uh, anthropology and quite a lot of um, different institutions are still taught quite um, traditionally. But I think uh, having that kind of traditional kind of background is so necessary for any kind of student. The application itself, it honestly is dependent on you as a person. Do you want to apply it? You can apply it if you want. If you don't want to, that's okay as well. Yeah, that's great. Um, and and I mean, there's, there's, there, there are quite a few researchers over the years, you know, there's, yeah. there's a few fields of um, applied action, anthropology, action anthropology. Um, and then I think, you know, in a more modern times, we're seeing, you know, the design anthropology fields. Um, w w were you, when you were graduating and, you know, um, looking for a job, um, did you, did you think about, you know, taking that, 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 was it definitely, was it always a step forward to say that, hey, I'm, I, I want to move into more of these applied ways of using anthropology, uh, you know, as compared to um, working on, on anthropology in a more traditional sense? Um, was that the mindset that you had as you were going out into, um, into the workforce? Uh, I'd say I was quite 
keen on it. Uh, I felt mm -hmm. that there was, I just had a feeling that there was a way to apply it outside of academia. Mm -hmm. um, but I think, did was I 100% certain at that point? Uh, I think it's been a long journey of exploration. Mm -hmm. I'm still learning a lot nowadays. Um, and uh, so in at the start, I was, I had a feeling, but I wasn't 100% sure. And I think over time with um, what I'm with um, the many different projects that I've managed to encounter and all the different situations at work, I think I've slowly started to understand how it can be applied. Um, mm. But obviously, um, there's still a degree of adaptability that we need to um, ensure we remember that nothing we can't, there's no one size fits all. Uh, a lot of things that we learned in anthropology cannot always be directly applied to the situation, but that's because there's a difference between theory and real life, right? So, um, yeah, that's uh, for me, uh, I had a feeling at the start. And then I think over time, I've grown to understand how it can be applied. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Um, so, so speaking about, um, you know, I think, I guess we're moving on into to advertising, right? Mm. Um, I mean, the advertising world has, has, has been around for a very long time. Um, would you say you were the first um, anthropologist in, in your institution at, at Ogilvy or were there others before you um, when you were working uh, in, the, in the offices? Yeah, uh, I actually am not the first one, actually. Mm. I have actually met an anthropologist that um, I think he was here in like 2005 or something like before my time. I started mm. in, ooh, it's been a while now, uh, 2016. Mm. Um, he actually uh, worked in the, I think, the Shanghai or Beijing office mm. uh, and he was a fully trained like anthropologist trying to help um, I think the planning team to better uh, to gain better insights that could be used um, to uh, for, to inform different types of advertising campaigns uh, I think in the like kind of the current times I would be one of the um, one, one of the younger ones I guess I, I'd say we also have in the uh, UK office a um, department called the behavioral science unit mm. and that one focuses on bringing in aspects of behavioral science and different social sciences to really um, kind of um, inform how we do um, marketing campaign planning to at the uh, on the other end up to like um, design and also like innovation so I'm not the first one, mm. but I'm definitely one of the the newer ones in the current day context. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um. So maybe you can you can talk if you don't mind just talking us through, um. How does a typical project sort of run for you? I mean, um. And and at which points, uh. You know, do you see your, um. The tools of anthropology or, or ethnography. Um, really being implemented in 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 a regular um, uh, design project that you're you're doing um, on a day to day basis. Yeah, so naturally the anthropology and ethnography, all of that contributes towards I would say the start, the front end of any uh, kind of project that we get at Ogilvy. Um, normally, after we get the brief from our client, we try to interpret it ourselves by um, mainly doing a lot of uh, consumer research. Uh, we also do competitive benchmarking. I think the area where anthropologists can contribute the most is in um, doing uh, consumer research because mm. a lot of times um, there's there's a difference between doing uh, quantitative research versus qualitative research and anthropologists would take it from a more qualitative sense as mm. opposed to maybe just looking at market insight data we try to actually understand people's behaviors not just by based on what they say but actually through observation and learning and um, having that sort of um, knowledge and ability to do so in a way that is not biased is actually incredibly important and in being able to extract meaningful um, human insights that can actually be turned into like, uh, that can actually be actionable and turned into strategy to inform our marketing campaign and also different areas of planning. So um, in terms of where I use it, I would use it at the start. Mm. At the same time, um, obviously, um, the whole advertising industry is going through a transformation where we are expanding to areas beyond just marketing, communications, planning. Mm. Um, for Ogilvy, we've looked into areas, as I mentioned, like innovation and business design. So for these sort of projects where it's not um, sort of uh, campaign driven, there is a lot of opportunity to look more into the human behaviors, like doing user research to inform how we should redesign a new uh, a website for say a brand or maybe actually coming up with a completely new app to say, I don't know, order coffee, for example. Um, so, and kind of, I see the link 
between anthropology, ethnography, and what I'm doing right now, one in the mainly in the human insights area to inform uh, marketing communications planning, but also to help um, guide um, largely innovation and customer experience design, um, which is the other thing that we're doing in anthropology and um, Ogilvy as well nowadays. Yeah. Mm, yeah, that's good. Um, and I mean, I, I, it, it's great that we we're, we're seeing these, you know, uh, tools of anthropology being used at the start, which which really helps to mm-hmm. uh, align a lot of the projects. I would imagine. Yeah. Um, and you know these 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 projects that you're talking about, I, um, when you do start on them, do they do they roughly take about the same amount of time? Um, do they take a, a few weeks or do they mm. usually take a few months or, or how long is a, I mean, just a rough gauge, you know, or, or is there yeah. a rough gauge at, uh, if there is? Yeah. Marketing communications planning usually has a quicker turnover. We mm. do have to, I think the quickest one I've ever worked on was for one week. <laughs> so um, we weren't able to go that in depth mm. into understanding the different behaviors of consumers, but there's some other ways that we can um, still get valuable insights. It could be like helping to write a survey or maybe doing a few uh, quick interviews. Um, doing the full ethnography, that would be more suited to long-term projects, which would go into customer experience and um, human-centric uh, innovation and such. Um, so I think it will depend on, there's no like um, one set time frame mm. for each project. Some are longer and some are shorter. It depends on the end deliverable. Yeah. Of course, of course. Yeah. And then you also talk about, I think um, when we talk about anthropology and, and the tools that are used, uh, yes. I think in, in a design field where we're seeing that, um, I think across across industries as well within tech, um, uh, a business, um, you know, uh, even even um, there was a wine companies, you know, hiring Intel um, yeah. to come in and do some research for them in the in uh, in the past. Um, but but I I wanted to sort of ask, you know, um, yes, these tools are being used, and we we hear about these tools all the time. Mm. Um, how how is that process of translating those findings mm. into into insights? Because I'm sure different people um, translate you know research findings into insights in different ways. Um, do you do you do you personally have uh, a view, or do you personally have a uh, a technique that you use um, to? To, to to draw out some of these insights from the research methods or the research findings that you 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 do to, to especially when it comes to some of these different projects um, mm. um like your your not just the campaigns but your mm. human centric or the innovation projects that you do I think that that's actually a really good question and uh, I think it really depends on the project itself I don't mm. have a one size fits all method it um, depends on what is the exact deliverable that is expected at the end of the project. One thing that I've learned that I think is useful is actually getting the clients involved in the research Mm. process. For one of the projects I'm working on, we got them involved in um, some of the earlier primary research that we were conducting. Um, And not just in designing the questions, but also conducting the research itself. And they thought they actually found it very valuable to be able to understand and actually listen to the um, consumers that they normally um, just been thinking about it mm. in their office to actually listen to what they're saying in like firsthand. I think that is incredibly important. And one thing I was thinking as you were asking me these questions that I mm. would definitely recommend to any sort of social scientist or anthropologist that's interesting interested in applying um, their skills to areas outside of academia is to kind of play a role as little bit like how a consultant is it's not just um although i do emphasize that anthropology and ethnography is really important in the research phase mm. i think there's a um, we need to actually stay throughout the project and not just be mm. seen as the researcher because if that's the case if we're only offering insights that um strategists or whoever is um coming up with strategy or planning the um, new app or whatever is um just if they're just taking the insights from us and then using it for um, their own benefits I don't think the insights will translate that well so I think um, we also need to play a role as like a consultant and a strategist so mm. I think yeah so the two ways that I think are useful is getting the client involved and also trying to stay on with the whole project and mm. actually being the strategist and consultant not just the researcher yeah that's 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 great because I think 
Um, this is of course just from a tr very traditional uh, perspective, like a, a very maybe a traditional market research. Um, yep. perspective right you would hire a market research company to come and do the research and then the company will take the research um, the insights the findings and then they will create the outcomes or they will build the solution based on that so i guess what, what you're saying I, I i do believe in that as well i think that you know you you the social scientist or the researcher needs to be throughout you know be there throughout that process so i think and then i think mm. um you know we've also seen a lot of co-design participatory design uh, methodologies mm. and methods and schools of thought um you know i started out in in in, in europe you know where you know mm. the the, yeah. the the customer needs to be yeah. part of that process the clients need to be part of that pro process throughout and i think you know it's, it's just I, it, it i've always i think when i when i started learning about anthropology and i started learning about the 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 applications of anthropology mm. within design um it didn't come as a as a shock to me it just came as a thought i mean to me it was like why didn't you know it, it seems very straightforward like you logically would think that hey actually this is something that's quite valuable to be there throughout that whole process to speak to all these different people so it's it's just you know i, I think these are two very valid points that sometimes projects do overlook or, or, mm. or and and i think you know um what you're doing with with with, with in, in the organization now and, and the techniques that you're talking about they definitely are very valuable in 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 my perspective and i think you know your two tips definitely i think everybody who's listening should should take those two tips which is which is very good yeah, yeah. and I, I think having an open mindset is also really important because mm. um it is a challenge and I, um, I, I've been fortunate to meet a lot of other anthropologists and social scientists that have tried to apply their methods to like areas outside of academia and they've also described that it is a challenge um, sometimes to kind of um, get people on board to understand your different frameworks and um, that's just life to be honest. It's just um, if you maintain a positive attitude and positive, flexible and adaptive attitude, I think that's probably the best way you can find some way of um, leveraging your existing skills to help um, um, different organizations grow. Um, and I think uh, we all have to, it's also important to reach out to those within the network and try to really connect with each other. Because mm. I think we're strong as a team as opposed to just me, myself going to, um, you know, try to um, push anthropology and say like my organization or throughout Asia. Mm. I think it's um, important that we all work as a team and always think, you know, be flexible and adaptive. Right? Yeah. I mean, um, I think what you see, you're speaking about definitely is is very relevant. I mean, we we got connected to we, with each other, um, you know, based on that, you know, Tiffany, yeah. you know, came 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 to find me on LinkedIn and, you know, we just, you know, sp started having a conversation. Yeah. I think the first time we we chatted, we we had a an hour-long conversation just yeah. talking about different things and different, you know, sharing our perspectives on anthropology, um, which I thought was very refreshing. You know, um mm. uh, I've I've always been very interested to learn about, you know, what other people are doing. And, you know, being being stuck in my own silo. Uh, is is something that's um, um, I, I would not recommend it, you know. So and I yeah. I, I really appreciate that you know Tiffany uh, connected with me and you know after learning more about her background, the work that she does, um, I've always thought that it's 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 really worth sharing with with everybody else what 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 you're doing and and your journey as an, an as an anthropologist. So I guess um, maybe we can we can also talk a little bit about um, the initiative that that that, yeah. that you started, you know. So um, the you know we we you know. We we were part of this. Uh, there is this bigger group, right? Uh, anthro the, design. Yeah, yeah, anthro design. Um, and Tiffany uh, actually sent out an email uh, a while back to um, seek out for like-minded um, uh, members of the anthro design group in in Asia, um, and that that's how we got connected. And and she's been talking to some of the uh, other members of anthro design um, within the Asian context. So. Um, What's what what has been the, the the what have some of the conversations been so far um within some of the with some of the members uh within Asia mm. and what are the things that they've been doing and what what were your thoughts on it um so far based on what you found? Um, I'd say that it's refreshing that a lot of us actually facing similar challenges to know that we're not the only ones in on the boat is actually refreshing to hear. Um, a lot of 
um, different people that we've met in our group, although it is a small group, but it's a mm. small and um, tight community. Um, they've all mentioned that, you know, sometimes applying some of the frameworks that we see um, other design anthropologists or anthropologists in general apply from that they use in the US or UK, applying that to um, different contexts in Asia might not be easily translatable. Mm. There's a actually a need for us to kind of um, reframe some of the frameworks and make it a bit more tailored to how the the mindsets and cultures are on this side of the world. Um, I definitely um, getting clients to buy in is also a big challenge that we're facing. Um, having a voice um, that reflects um, this side of the world is also important and being able to create more like a resources that can help um, other anthropologists uh, also within Asia and also to kind of advocate and kind of um, promote our discipline to other um, people in different organizations and industry is something that I think was echoing throughout what every member mm. in our group has mentioned so far. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you, you brought a very interesting point, which was about the, I guess, the geographical and the, those cultural mm. contexts. So, um, you know, I think... Um, I think this is a this is a, a perspective we both share um, in how you know a lot of the resources that we're finding um, are set within a more Western context. You know the states um, and you know and Europe. You know they've seen many years of yeah. discussing about the. The, the the importance of ethnography of you know anthropology the social sciences behavioral sciences within a, a business and a design and a technology technological field um, you know but but what would you say are some of the the key differences between you know an, uh, an Asian country like you know Hong Kong and mm. Singapore that you've seen or, or you know uh, Hong Kong and, and and Thailand or even maybe even Australia because um, uh, the 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 movement of the of design anthropology only started, I would say, early two thousand tens as compared yeah, to yeah it's, quite new. yeah it's still quite new you know and and, and um so w based on your experience your own experience what would you say uh, uh, is the 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 one thing that comes to mind that's, that's that really is different between what we've read in a lot of the books or heard from based on the the case studies as compared to what you're seeing in in Asia. Um. In terms of, I can talk about the context of like applying uh, design anthropology to, to different um, situations at work. Uh, I would say the amount of time that you have to actually conduct research and to apply different theories, etc., to what we do, um, at least what from what I've experienced in um, the Thai market, Hong Kong, chi Chinese markets, um, it's quite limited. Mm. Um, a lot of the clients here are not that uh, are yet to see the value of research. Mm. Um, I think it's just because they have not been exposed to it as much mm. before. So there's a need to kind of educate them. And because they're not um, as, um, they don't have an a appreciation for research here and they're not that used to it, um, that limits our opportunity, sometimes uh, makes it a bit difficult for us to carry out extensive behavioral um, research, um, user understanding, etc. This is something that I think in a lot of other markets like US, UK, they do have the luxury of doing. Um, mm. I, I mean, I've spoken to anthropologists in say uh, US, and they've had like uh, several months to study <laughs> one aspect. Where yeah. I'm like, uh, I've got two weeks to <laughs> finish off my um, not just the um, research, but also come up with the strategy needed yeah. for say like a campaign and. Um, you, you just don't have the luxury of time here. Um, I think when you manage to find a client that actually understands it and is willing to let you do the research, actually some of the, if they have that understanding, it's not that difficult actually. I, I do think um, some of the language that you might use, uh, like say um, behavioral science is a very uh, popular topic right mm -hmm. now that um, I think a lot of different um, agencies in the advertising world are also trying to bring in, including in Asia. Uh, some of the terms um, that they use, they use a lot of like psycholo psychology principles. Uh, sometimes it's a little bit hard to explain mm. um, in the local context. You really need to, it's not just translating, but it's like transliteration in, to an extent. Um, trying to apply that is um, challenging. But um, yeah, overall, I would say it's largely the difference in time, to be honest. And mm. then um, I think time is an issue but i think that relates back to the lack of um, appreciation towards research which needs 
um, all the anthropologists, all social scientists in Asia um, to actually kind of help clients to best understand clients and also the um, organizations that we work in as well, mm. actually. So I think it's an education barrier, yeah. Yeah. Do you think that will change in the next maybe five to ten years? I mean, um, from what I've seen in, in, in Australia, I think there has been a grow a growth um, a little bit mm. in Singapore as well but do you think in the you know the next five or ten years we'll see um, enough of that education for for for, mm. for the industry to change a little bit do you so do you, I mean so in a sense I guess do you think that uh, it's improving you know as, as mm. compared to when you started four years ago um, I would I'm an optimistic person <laughs> and I would say it does it has definitely been a big change mm. uh, I've when I was working in Thailand, I already started to meet a lot of um, social scientists. Uh, one of them is in our uh, anthropologists in Asia group. They have they set up their own um, research agency that uses ethnographic research to inform mm. product design and service design. I know that um, in a, one of the leading universities in Thailand, they also have um, managed to hire some behavioral scientists and also social scientists to help in the design and innovation space. Mm. Um, I think... Over time, um, there is an opportunity for it to grow here, especially since the, a lot of markets in Asia are so growing themselves. I think mm. there's a lot of opportunity in like China, Thailand, South Asia overall, a lot of different markets. But at the same time, I think it's not just about it's going to grow and we mm. just, you know, it will just grow by itself. We need to play a role to mm. advocate and really educate the people. If we don't do that, then um, I don't think it will grow. So it really depends on us. But overall, I would say compared to four years ago, yeah, definitely. I see Mm. a lot more um, new um, happenings here. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to touch back a little bit on what you mentioned just now about... I mean the I guess the the big difference between um, the the US and the UK as compared to Asia is that that time that's being given for some of the projects. So you know as compared to the the UK or the US where we're talking about you know projects that give give researchers a space of a few months um, within the you know some of your experiences you may be given two weeks, and mm. I guess from a very traditional research anthropological perspective um, you know some research projects would would last for for many months right mm. um, do you think that you know do you feel that there is a perspective or there are some views um, that you know maybe from from a very academic anthropology perspective to say that you know, if we don't spend enough time doing that research, you know, if we don't spend that mm. few months doing that research, it, it misses out on, on a little bit of that research integrity. Um, because I was asked this question before and I, I, um, I, think, I think my personal response was that not necessarily, I mean, and, and there is the value for the client and the customer and the project as well. But I just wanted mm. to get your, your perspective on this um, in terms of, you know, the, the length of the research and the depth of the research that, you know, is limited based on the, 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 the due to the, client, the client's project or the scope. Do you feel that, you know, with those limited runways, with those limited times or uh, depth that can be done, does that, water down the research integrity to any extent or do you think that not really it doesn't yeah um i think obviously with the amount of if you can get more time it's always an opportunity to find even more than what you'd see in just like a shorter period of time Mm. but i think it's all about being adaptable Mm. um sometimes um a lot of times i think um we shouldn't see the limit of time as something that is going to restrain us from doing what we mm. can do. I think um, also um, in terms of the framework, uh, sorry, the methods that we use here, uh, maybe actually going to observe people in their own homes is not something that maybe uh, culturally that's that um, comfortable here. Mm. Maybe we need to think of a different way to approach it. It could be like getting um, people to write like their own diaries. That mm. might be something more comforting. And maybe actually through that, you can get still get a depth of detail and mm. maybe you still don't, you don't actually need that much time to do so. So I think 
um, obvious, as I said, yeah, obviously, if you have more time, that's great. There could mm. be more that you can discover. But if that's the case where you really, you know, you're constrained, you only have a certain period, then we need to think of how to adapt. And I think, as I mentioned before, that's a really important uh, mindset and ability to have here. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, the adaptability is something that um, mm. I think not just researchers, but, you know, even designers as well, all right? Or, or yeah, advertising, yeah, yeah. people who are working in advertising, um, your yeah. art directors, you know. Um, I think adaptability um, is, you know, is a good skill for, for anyone who's going into into into, yeah. into the, the, the industry as well. So, yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with you on that part. Mm. Um, the other thing I wanted to sort of ask and, and, and talk about was, um, I mean, we go back to a little bit on the um, idea ideas of you know growing that 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 education growing that um that the knowledge base and the resources mm. for an asian um, mm-hmm. um anthropological i guess network in that sense what, what what are some of the initiatives that that you're planning to do um uh, within the group um you know in, in the near future um, yeah. you know, uh, to, 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 to grow that network and to grow those resources. And apart from the plans, what are some of the things that, um, you know, other people can also do to contribute? Mm. I think this podcast is a great start and we're hoping to <laughs> we're hoping to run more in the future. Uh, we have an opportunity to speak on the human show at some point, which is mm. a podcast that's run globally by um, some other anthropologists. They started in their, they, were, they used to be based in New Zealand. I think one of them moved back to Amsterdam now. Um, so we're hoping to um, use that as a way to create a voice. Um, I think there is an opportunity for us to create some literature as well. But I think in terms of creating literature, we need to kind of balance the, the theory versus real life um, mm. application. I think for a lot of markets here, sometimes if you go into um, explain like the whole theories about um, that you get from uh, anthropology, so different social sciences, that might actually not be the best way to approach um, this because uh, people may not see the relevancy mm. and they may actually get bored. Um, so I think in terms of creating um, literature, it needs to be really like applicable and it has to be um, kind of really simplified to an extent so that it's easy for people to see the relevancy in a day-to-day context. Mm. Um, in terms of like continue to, continuing to grow the group, I would love for more people to obviously join, but I think getting them engaged in creating literature and also join these podcasts would be like a great start. Did you have any opinions as well? It'd be good to. Oh. I mean, um, to be honest, I so I started this. This is you know I started this podcast about two months ago, and to be very honest, actually Tiffany was the one that um, inspired me to get this podcast started. I mean, we we were discussing about how we can grow the yeah. discussion for the Asian market about design, um, and I thought you know why not just you know start with the podcast. So you know um, that really I think after speaking to Tiffany. Um, I, I, I just decided, okay, um, you know, rather than talking about it too much, I'm just going to, you know, start with the podcast, you know, and, you know, uh, you know ha- and have people like Tiffany on board, um, you know, and, and some of the other members as well. So um, I think that's my way of uh, contributing, you know, in that, in that sense. Yeah. Um, and, I, you know, I think we, we, we may be able to also look at... Um, uh, maybe doing a few webinars or maybe yeah. some classes online um, just to get people, um, you know, uh, you know, give people that knowledge about um, what things that we do and the value of anthropology within uh, a business and a design context, I feel. I think that's something um, that, you yeah. know, we, we definitely would, would want to have for the next few years. Yeah. And, then, and for me, I think um, something that I, I, I felt that um, I've always wanted to do um, was to talk about it more. So I think that's what this this podcast has been. So um, hopefully, you know, the listeners, you know, if you like what you're listening to, you know, please do share them with your friends and family. Um, and yeah, we just want to really educate as many people as possible, yeah. and you know, talk about talk about different things. I mean, today we 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 spoke about you know the value of anthropology within design, some of the techniques being adaptable. So I think that that really is um, a lot that uh, we can uh, anybody who's listening to can unpack and and apply within their own business or within their own career as well. So yeah, yeah, that's that's something that's yeah. Sorry, and I you were think. Saying, yep. 
Well, one thing to also mention about the group that we've created, um, it's not just exclusive to people that have a background in anthropology. Mm. I think it's really important that we want to show the application and relevancy of anthropology to areas outside of academia. It's important to talk to a wide, um, diverse range of people. And so we even have, we also have people that don't have a background in anthropology, but maybe are working in areas like um, UX, UI, mm. design, um, user research, or maybe are just interested in understanding more about what is anthropology anyway. Mm. That's like, I've never, that's one of the, mo one of the most common questions I get um, here. What is anthropology? Um, <laughs> and I think it's important to speak to um, yeah, a diverse range of people and to actually get them involved. And we kind of create conversations and um, uh, more pieces of literature together. I think that's it's also really important. Yeah. So, I mean, speaking about that, um, of, you know, um, getting people who are interested in anthropology, I mean, um, if, if, if you were to, if I was to, if I were to ask you and say, okay, I want to think of one anthropologist that you would recommend, um, you know, maybe a listener to go and read up on to get a, get a sense of what mm. anthropology is. Do you think that you have one um, one person that you could name that they should look into to 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 learn about anthropology doesn't have to be I guess um, uh, uh, a very famous or one of the first anthropologists but maybe yeah. um, maybe your own favorite anthropologist that people can you know go go um, you know get started on and, and 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 get more knowledge in this area yeah I still have two I have two traditional favorites uh, I still like Malinowski and Goetz mm -hmm. the most I think the the two that really are, helped me to understand the importance of seeing and understanding people not from your own context but mm. from their context so for those that are interested in kind of understanding the foundations of anthropology definitely recommend look at those mm. um, for those that actually want to understand more about anthropology in the day's context definitely look up sarah pink she mm. um, is based in australia she is a design anthropologist um, she's working a lot in the uh, automotive space, I believe. Mm. So it's actually really interesting to see how she uses uh, ethnographic research to uh, and apply it in areas beyond academia. Uh, Anna Kara is also a good one. And then, of course, yourself, Nicholas, no. for, <laughs> for um, understanding about uh, design anthropology and design of yeah. yeah. But there, there are loads. Uh, mm. Also, uh, in terms of an agency that does that actually applies, uh, anthropology and ethnography well to um, work nowadays. Uh, look up Red Associates, they're mm. based in Denmark. Um, also, um, I'm going to do a little bit of shout out to my friends at Teak Research. Um, they're based in Thailand, they do amazing work. Conifer Research in the US is also really good. And then, um, to be honest, a lot of uh, anthropologists have um, helped a lot of big organizations, mm. um, Microsoft, Google, Uber, uh, Netflix, uh, mm. Lego is also mm. one. So there, there are loads of examples, but um, those would be my top picks. Yeah, oh, that's good. That's good. I mean, um, yeah, Sarah Pink. Um, you know, I mean, she's she's uh, she was one of the the first. I think she, her her book is on um, using yeah. video in ethnography. So I think she was one of the the yeah. the key people that that really used video within ethnography um, and applying that within a, yeah. a, a design anthropology context. I mean, um, yeah, you know, uh, Menalski and Gertz, These are two yeah. very key writers. You know, um, and they've researched yeah. on many different many different cultures. Um, and yeah, even in class, we do talk about these two authors yeah. as well and we talk about lego one, as well one more yes yes, yes. <laughs> i can't forget this person she is a amazing anthropologist uh rita denny mm. uh look her up if you want to understand more about business anthropology because um they're like organizational culture all that helping culture come on that's to do with anthropology mm. she uh, helps uh, she's written quite a lot of books that help you to understand how you can uh, apply anthropology in a more corporate sense mm. um so it's worth looking um them, uh, looking her up as well and then there are actually quite a lot of uh, there are a few anthropologists and um like um different uh, cities in china as well um that are also worth looking up um happy to share more about it if anyone wants to um, connect with me on LinkedIn. I think it'll be a good place to discuss more about that. Yeah, I mean, um, in the links in the description, I will definitely put 
um, you know, I'll share Tiffany's LinkedIn account um, for you to, to connect with her and have a chat with her. I also will be putting up the link to the uh, group that we, we've been talking about um, where we also share different articles and uh, different case studies on uh, design anthropology as well. Um, the, the next question I wanted to get on to, um, you know, to Tiffany was, um, you know, as somebody who's been working in the industry for four years, you know, somebody who, um, you know, did a, 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 a bachelor's in, in anthropology, um, you know, let's say there are a lot of, there are many graduates who are coming out into the industry now in, in Asia, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what would you, would you, what was one advice or, you know, two, you know, pieces of advice you would, you would share to say that, okay, um, you know, here are some tips that you, you, you want to, you might want to, you know, you might want to take up to be able to get into, um, you know, doing more applied anthropology in a design setting, yeah. um, you know, within the Asian context. You know, it doesn't matter where yeah. they are, whether it's from, um, you know, Singapore or Thailand or, or Hong Kong. What's, what's, a, what's a tip or, or some tips that you, you, you want to share with them? Yeah, I think have an open mindset is really important. Uh, don't go on LinkedIn. Please don't go on LinkedIn and type up anthropologist. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think and it's a bit, uh, well, there, there could be some, but it's, it's not, um, yeah. Usually if you want to find ways to apply anthropology, it's not about going on LinkedIn and finding a job for an anthropologist. Mm. Uh, it's about thinking about uh, how we can use anthropology in, uh, in different contexts. So like user research, that's a good way to start. Um, even like if you type, if you go and look up like um, strategists for like um, different uh, advertising agencies, that's also, um, I think you need to be able to make the link yourself, to be honest, mm. that's, as I said, there's no one size fits all. Um, so having an open mind and thinking about how you can apply anthropology in a creative way is really important. Being flexible is definitely important as well. As I said, there's no one size fits all method. Um, a lot of things that you may be quite passionate about and keep quite close to your heart in terms of what theories you've learned in anthropology, that might not be immediately <laughs> applicable. You need to find, find ways to kind of tweak mm. it yourself. Uh, and then what was my other one? Uh, definitely stay connected. Try to talk to a lot of different people. I am still learning as well. Mm. Um, and yeah, don't be, don't, don't need to feel too hard on yourself, I think. Mm. Um, Try to remain, uh, be positive all the time. Yeah, mm. definitely. That's good. That's good. I think the 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 important point definitely is um, the job titles because we're seeing yeah. um, quite a lot of um, job titles for these ethnographic or um, anthropology skills and yeah. methods uh, being applied in different job titles that are out there and different job descriptions. Yeah. So I mean, you talk about you know um, um, within the user research aspects. Um, there's design researchers as well. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. So in the the previous guest that I had, um, you know, Wei Dan, he was uh, one of the previous guests that I had. Wei Dan, he's he's a design researcher and he uses a lot of the 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 social science um, and you know anthropological skills as well. Um, we also, I think there's there's there are job roles like user experience researcher, experience yeah. designer. Um, so yeah, that, I think I think definitely um, you know don't typing in anthropologist may not get you the the. <laughs> Um, you may have to move to to the states or the UK to, or, yeah. or Europe to find jobs like that. But but I think yeah, I, I agree definitely within the Asian context, we you may not find you know design anthropologist mm. or design ethnography or uh, ethnographer as a as a job title. But um, there are quite a few different roles that 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 we're we're seeing out there, yeah. which is great. Yeah yeah yeah. And and even uh, if you get. Um, let's say you get a job as a user researcher or like a, a strategist at, at an ad agency. Even if you can't um, immediately apply some of the frameworks or maybe it's just really too challenging to apply it, um, that's okay. I, I think the training that you get as an anthropologist already helps you to think in a very unique perspective, like a very holistic um, view that you can naturally infuse in anything that you do in your work. So it doesn't have to be, I must take this framework and apply it here mm-hmm. it's kind of about the whole thinking process um, I think a lot of the times when a lot of and that could be one of the key barriers as to why a lot of clients still don't see the value of research is mm-hmm. that they may get afraid that there are so many complicated research methods how do we apply uh, A to B 
um, sometimes it, it's not so much about I, you definitely need to apply this framework, but it's just about the whole thinking. And I think if you can naturally weave it in, that's probably mm. the best way. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, I, I think that's uh, that's a good note to sort of end off on. I think uh, if anybody who is definitely interested in this area, um, you know, and especially in, um, you know, applying anthropology within um, the advertising field, you know, please do uh, connect with Tiffany and uh, have more conversations with her. Um, join the group and then we will uh, make more connections and we'll talk about it as well. I mean, we are... We are, Tiffany, myself and others, uh, we are striving and trying to grow the community as much as possible. (laughs) Um, And, you know, we would love to have more contributions as well as more people just, you know, join in the conversation and talk about, you know, their experiences because... Um, I, I, I definitely have learned a lot from Tiffany and, and, and learned a lot about uh, about her work based like on the conversations we've had. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, and then from, I mean, from, because coming from an academic perspective, you know, it's it's always valuable to speak to people who are working within the industries, you know, and, and, and the pro- problems that, that, that you guys face um, about, you know, project deadlines, you know, about scope, about adaptability, you know, the theories can only go so far, which you like what you're mentioning about, which, is, which I think it, it's, it's definitely... Um, you know, uh, very applicable applicable when we're talking about you know um, the use of these skills within within the workforce. So yeah, mm, yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, um, I guess that's that that's you know that sounds like a, a good time to to end off. I'll let Tiffany go, um, but you know <laughs> I really want to thank her very much for you know coming on to the Everything Design Show to share about her work and just to you know really share about her journey into how she's Thanks you know got to it. No, really, thank you very much, Tiffany. Um, and yeah um, so please do connect with um, uh, Tiffany as well as the uh, Anthro uh, Design Anthropology Group uh, A- uh, Asia Group uh, and then we will continue name will to be changed at y- some point yes, uh, yes, I know we- it's a bit long <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we'll think about it <laughs> yeah yeah so this one is, this is one of the projects that we have that we have a little bit more scope and time to do that that user yeah. research right uh, so so the good thing we have a little bit of time uh, and not such a a, a, a small uh, deadline for that so yeah that's good so um, yes. with that I'll, I'll end off uh, we'll end off today um, and thank you everybody for, for listening to this uh, episode of the Everything Design Show um, please do uh, connect with us if you have any mm-hmm. questions or any topics that you would like us to talk about in the future um, and yeah uh, have a good day and thank you very much for your time see you bye everybody thanks thanks everyone <laughs> mm-hmm.